Don't get your hopes up. I'm actually a, not a very good reader. Matter of fact, when I do Bible studies, I have somebody read for me because that's how bad I read. But today my job is to read to you, okay? So I'm going to do the whole chapter, and I'm just going to challenge you to listen all the way through, okay? Isaiah chapter 53. Who has truly believed our revelation? To whom will Yahweh reveal his mighty arm? He sprouted up like a tender plant before the Lord, like a root in parched soil. He possessed no distinguishing beauty or outward splendor to catch our attention. Nothing special in his appearance to make us desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of deep sorrow, who was no stranger to suffering and grief. He, he hid our, we hid our face from him in disgust and considered him nobody, not worthy of respect. Yet he was the one who carried our sickness. He endured our torment and sufferings. We viewed him as one who was being punished for something he himself had done, as one who had, had struck, was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced. It was because of our sin that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. He endured the punishment that, in, that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing. Like wayward sheep, we have all wandered astray. Each of us turned from God's paths and chosen our own way. Even so, Yahweh laid the guilt of our every sin upon him. He was oppressed and harshly mistreated. Still, he humbly submitted, refusing to defend himself. He was brought like a gentle lamb to be slaughtered, like a silent sheep before the shears. He didn't even open his mouth. By coercion and with perversion of justice, he was taken away. And who could have imagined his future? He was cut down in the prime of his life for the rebellion of his own people. He was struck down in their place. They gave him the grave among criminals, but he ended up instead in a rich man's tomb, although he had done no violence nor spoken deceitfully. Even though it pleased Yahweh to crush him with grief, he will be restored to favor. After his soul becomes a guilt offering, he will gaze upon his many offspring and prolong his days. And through him, Yahweh's deepest desires will be fully accomplished. And through him, Yahweh's deepest desires will be fully accomplished. That's me and you. His desire being accomplished is me getting to have right relationship with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. This, this whole story is about me and you being able to find relationship with the Father. John chapter 17, read that sometime. That's a prayer of Jesus. And he 
he's praying to his father and he just wants me and you to know the father like he knows the father that's what this is all about and after the great anguish of his soul he will see light and he will be satisfied by knowing him the righteous one my servant will make many to be righteous that's me and you again because he their sin bearer carried away their sins how do you like that he carried away your sins you washed clean. You're without guilt. You're free. So I, Yahweh, will assign him a portion among the great multitude. And he will triumph and divide the spoils of victory with his mighty ones. That's me and you again. The spoils of victory is like when there's a war and uh, somebody wins, especially think of the Old Testament. Somebody wins. Well, they go at it, they just take all the stuff. That's the spoils of war. The spoils for Jesus is he won over the enemy, and we get life and freedom because of that. That's the spoils he's sharing with us. Oh, that's upside down. Oh. Divide the spoils, and because of the, he poured out his life's blood to death, he was counted among the worst of sinners, Yet he carried sin's burdens for many and intercedes for those who are rebels. Again, the rebels, that's me and you. Y'all get your little cups prepared. I know you got to take a minute to get that clear wrapper off. I want to take communion when I sit down because as you can see with the book, I'm not coordinated enough to handle juice up here on the carpet and the book. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you that you love me. You love my friends. You've been loving them forever and ever and ever. No matter how they feel right this minute or how worthless they sometimes might feel or how useless or nobody knows me or nobody cares or nobody's looking at me. You've been looking at them before they were ever born. You knew them from the beginning of time. And they're super special to you. And you came and made a way that they could know you and be free from sin and shame and guilt just being home with you, Jesus. All right, let's go ahead and get ready. You got your little juice ready. Lord, we thank you for your blood that was spilled for us to make a way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've got healing, Lord, because of you. Y'all can take the juice. All we like sheep were led astray. You guys are like sheep. I had to tell you to take the juice. You ever notice that? Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. We are like sheep. We have to be told what to do. Jesus knows that about us. He knows that we're sheep. And we need to know what to do. He made it possible. And his body was broken. He was pierced. You know what the... I know I'm going a long time today, but... You know what the captain said... That was over the crucifixion at the end. When the thunder began, the storms and the earth quaked. And Matthew says that graves opened up. And dead people got up and walked out and walked around the city. And they were seen and recognized. Holy men and women. You know what the captain said when he heard that earthquake and that thunder when he died? He said, surely we have killed the Son of God. He's just a Roman captain. He wasn't a religious man. Even he knew it. 
Thank you for your body, Jesus. It was broken for me. And you can take of the bread. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much. And we remember all that you've done for us. And we try really hard to never forget what you've done, Jesus. And put that like as a perspective for everything in our lives. What you did for us, let that be a perspective in Jesus' name. Amen.
all of a sudden we're like, man, there's no place I'd rather be because he just shows up in a mighty, mighty way. And all of a sudden you just get overcome with his love and his peace. And man, it's so good. It's so good. I just think we need to remember that. I just think we need to remember how to walk into that. Thanksgiving leads to peace. Loving on him, telling him how much you love him, that's important. And he's going to show up in a mighty way. All your burdens will be taken care of. He'll wrap his arms around you and love on you like never before. Man, and you can just sit there. And you can just sit there and not have worries and fears and all the other things that people deal with. Anxiety will be gone because you are just wrapped up in perfect peace of an amazing, loving Father. That's it. There's just something about that that we need to work on a whole lot more in everything we do. So, Father, thank you for that. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father, just for what you're doing in the hearts in this place this morning. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you will just set a fire down inside of us, Lord. <laughs> All we want to do is pour out your love on other people. Come on. When we get so on fire for you, Lord, and we burn for you, all we want to do is pour it out on other people. So thank you, Lord, that you love us that much, that you're willing to meet us where we're at. You're willing to, to come right here, right in this place, and just love on us this morning. So, Father, I ask you to touch every heart in this house. Stir it up in here, Lord. Release your love on every person in here this morning. Let them feel you this morning, Lord. Let them feel your love. Father, we just love you. And we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Come on. Now, come on. If you love him, can we just give him a shout of praise in the house? It's okay. You can be seated because we have uh, some fun stuff today. It is, it is Mama's Day. Come on, any mamas in the house? Come on, you guys. You know what? You guys can can come on in and sit down too. So I'll take it from here. Come on. I love it. I appreciate y'all. Um, we do have a, go ahead and have a seat, and I'm not going to hold this up much longer. I do, uh, we want to honor some moms in the house this morning. We have a special presentation for you. Um, so if we could, we could have all the kiddos come in. Come on, bring them on in. I think, I think these guys want to, want to really, really, really have some fun this morning. Miss Dana, I'm going to turn it over to you. You just tell us when you want to play the video. Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. It's an honor and a privilege to wear that title because God doesn't do anything by happenstance. He chose you on purpose. So even though every day may not look the way you want it to look, you are blessed to wear the title of mother. So we have a special song we want to sing for you today to let you know that you are blessed. Amen. All right, I need my... Smaller kids to stand in the front. 
and my tall kids stand on the back because you know what we're going to do at the end, right? Yeah, come on, y'all scoot in. Oh, so everybody can get in. Y'all scoot in. Come on, baby. Scoot this way. All right, are we ready? All right, remember I want you to sing loud, sing clearly so your mothers understand what you're saying. And once again, when we get to the end, remember what you're supposed to do front row versus back row, okay? We are ready, Miss Amber.
We want to bless the mamas in the house, and, and these kids, they, they have put in some work, and Ms. Dana's put in some work, so thank you for everybody that helped put all that together and get them doing this. We have a flower, and we have a gift for each mom, so if I could have all the moms, if you're a mom in the room, please stand up so these kids know uh, who they're supposed to come around and, uh, and give a flower to. There's a lot of moms in the room. Okay, look around, kids. Look around. Every mom's going to get a gift and a flower and once the moms get a gift and a flower you can have a seat so they don't get confused all right so go ahead let's get some music playing and let's give some moms a gift even play that video again because people were probably watching the kids and not the video standing up. everybody. Thank you guys. You want to say something? Hey, mommy, hey, 
Mother's Day. Can we give it up one more time for all the moms now in the room? Come on, you guys are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, kids. Father, bless them kids this morning. Come on, we love them. Be with them, Lord. Come on. Man, your kids are amazing. They just ran out of here, so I didn't even get a chance to pray over them. They're like, we've we done our part. They, they got it all done. So here's, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep moving on. I want to just bless. We're going to receive offering while we take our break. So right before I, uh, we're going to take about a 10-minute break. Get out. You can get some coffee or whatever and come back in. You can open your gifts. You can do all that stuff. You can go talk to people you ain't seen in a bit. And you can also, we're going to give our offering this morning. So we'll have baskets up front. Um, you know, the ushers will be around somewhere. Uh, so if you want to give online, we'll have the, uh, the stuff online up on, up on the uh, screen. So... Let me just uh, pray over the offering and then we're going to take a little break. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, one, for all the moms in the room. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for all these kids, Father God. We thank you for them. Father, we just thank you that we get to do this, that we get to honor you this morning. We get to love you this morning. And, Father, I pray right now, Father, as we just bless you, Father God, with an offering this morning, we just want to come to you, Father God, and thank you for how good you are to us. So, Father, we cheerfully give this morning and we thank you for that, Lord. So, Father, we ask you to bless it and bless, bless those. Father God, that need need financial help this morning, we just we just declare blessing over them. Father God, we just know you can do amazing things. So Lord, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said Amen and Amen. Come on, we're gonna take about a ten minute break. We'll be right back.
to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny because we belong. Come on, I'm singing this over your families tonight. I speak to the enemy. You can't have my family because we belong to the with heaven's authority, we take back our destiny as we belong. Come on, sing it again. Hey, I speak to the end. I can't have my family as we belong to the Lord. With heaven's authority, we take back our destiny. 
Come on. So good morning. How's everybody doing? Everybody good so far? Come on. It's a good Sunday. Come on. I know we're still talking, trying to get settled in and we can get people in here, but man, it's so good to see everybody. Uh, welcome uh, this morning on Mother's Day Sunday, which is absolutely awesome. We love to celebrate moms in the house. So once again, give it up for the moms. Come on. We love them. Perfect. All right. It, if you are new here, please let us know you came. Like we just would love to reach out to you and pray for you and answer questions for you. And that's, that's about it. So if you fill out a connect card, we can do that. So you can either scan the connect card that'll be on the screen or you can get one from Connection Point, a handwritten one. Uh, but yeah, you can just scan that little code right there and fill out a connect card. We'll get that information and we can reach out to you. So uh, we love you guys. We just want to reach out to you. That's good. Uh, if you want more information about our church, you can download our app or you can you know, go on the website or however you want to do that. But uh, that app is really useful. We push out all kinds of notifications through there, let people know what's going on all the time. That doesn't happen on the website. We're also on Facebook and all that other stuff too, so uh, you can check us out that way. We have uh, kingdom classes every Sunday at 9 a.m. It's kind of like an old Sunday school class, but it's not. Uh, we do different things throughout. Uh, next week, uh, May 21st, we're going to have Spirit and Truth Worship, the, uh, the Father Seeks. So this is going to be Ryan and Allison are going to be teaching that uh, over there. So man, if you want to know more about that, show up next next uh, weekend at 9 a.m. and be over there in the annex. We'll be excited about that. We also have our senior appreciation coming up next Sunday. So come on, if you're a high school senior graduating and you have a high school senior graduating and you haven't registered them yet, scan that little code right there. Let us know. Uh, we want to make sure that we reach out to you and, and we want to honor these high school seniors that are graduating. We want to bless them as they move forward on their next steps. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be fun. Uh, we can't do that if you don't let us know that you have a child that's graduating. So please let us know. Uh, we'd love to reach out and, and, and really honor them for their next steps. Um, yesterday was uh, Praise in the Park. Come on, guys. I thank you all. Um, we got to go down uh, into Millbrook and join up with other churches and got to, to praise and worship in the park and pray for people. It was the first time doing that with all the other churches together. Uh, it was awesome. We, we truly had a good time. And uh, the goal is to do that once a month, at least with us. Okay, so um, I'll be getting some dates out there. Uh, we're going to jump on. Go ahead. <laughs> I love Jason. <laughs> I, know, I know where Isaiah gets it from. <laughs> You're just like, oh. But yeah, so we want to do that more. So we'll have, you'll hear more about praise in the park. Thank you all for everybody that showed up. And we cooked 240 hot dogs and we had chips and we got to bless people and just have a good time. And man, we showed out and we got to worship and just be who we are. And that's, that can be, in, it, that can infect people when you just go be who God made you be. Um, people want to know who you are and what, why we do what we do. And I think that's awesome. So I'm real excited about that. So thank you all who showed up to pray for people, who showed up to help cook, who uh, just, just showed up. Because that's, that's it's really important if we just show up and do what God's asking us to do. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I'm really going to talk about this morning for announcements. You guys good with that? You'll figure out everything else as it shows up. We'll, we'll reach out to you. Let me pray for service and jump right into it. So Father, we love you, Lord. I thank you for this morning. And Lord, I ask you to, to just touch my lips, touch my heart this morning. Father God, let it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 
Amen. So uh, it is Mother's Day, and uh, man, I love you moms. You're awesome. And I'm really going to try to tie some stuff into moms. I think that's kind of important. We've got a lot of moms in the house, and I noticed that. So I'm going to talk about some stuff this morning that applies to everybody, but I really think it applies to moms and, and all that. And we're going to be right back in our boundary series. So um, I, I didn't know it was going to be a series. I thought it was just going to be something I talk about. And was last week we started talking about boundaries. If you remember that, we had the line drawn in the sand. Uh, so if you came last week, uh, thank you for coming back because we were handing out Band-Aids as everybody left last week. It was a little rough. Like we, we, got, we got serious last week. I started uh, talking about some things we need to do and we can't have boundaries and limits. We, and, and what this was, was God put it on my heart that, that we've set boundaries and draw lines in the sand when it comes to God. We do it with everything in life. But when it comes to God, we really say, well, I'll do whatever you ask me to as long as you don't cross that line. As long as you don't tell me to cross that line, I'll do anything you want. And that's wrong. And, and we brought that up last week. And it was actually nice that we had some people that just shared and prophesied in the house that lined exactly, just lined right up with what God put on my heart. So I was like, thank you for the confirmation, Lord. So I'm not going to get into all that. You can watch that online. But it does kind of flow into what we're going to talk about today because we really, we trust God up to a point. Right, and I, and I think even as parents, we trust God up to a point, and we set up boundaries to protect ourselves and protect our kids. Uh, and a lot of times, what we 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 forget about is the fact that we're not in charge. Right. We want to take control of everything. We are not in charge. Like if you trust the Lord, He is in charge of this, and that's hard to let go sometimes. It is hard to say, "I can trust you, Lord." And I know I'm speaking to a lot of mamas in the room. Because y'all have some problems letting go and letting your children do what they're supposed to do, right? <laughs> I'm not even getting amens this morning. I knew this week was going to be hard. Mom was like, I know what's best for my kid. Don't you tell me. <laughs> so how much do you really trust him? My thing is, are you willing to wait on the Lord and trust in the Lord even when times are tough? Because, man, we want to do everything ourselves. We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait for answers. We don't want to wait for that next move. We, we want to take care of it ourselves, And we want to say, I can do it. I don't need you. I can do it all on my own. Uh, and that's not right. So I'll just throw that out there. So I just want to bring that up. That's where we're going this morning. So there's no more breaks. If you want to leave, you can leave. <laughs> I'm looking over there, Eric, just in case I offend you. <laughs> He told me he was leaving early today, so, or Ryan, whoever wants to leave. <laughs> no, but here's my thing. I, I really, uh, I was really praying about this, like, Lord, how do you want me to bring this stuff up? And I, and I realized that, um, one, I love moms because without moms, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> without moms, none of us would be here. So, and dads can't do that. So, hey. You know, uh, we're going to honor mamas, and mamas are amazing, and I love you all so much, and I thank you all so much because you have gone through some stuff, and your parents have gone through some stuff, and their mamas have gone through some stuff, uh, but mamas are always there, always taking care of us, and I'm just not talking about birth mamas, because we have spiritual mamas, we, we have mamas that step in in a role of a parent, which is absolutely amazing. They're mamas too. So don't think I'm not talking to you just because you don't have children. God has put people in your life for you to mama, for you to be a mom to, for you to pour into, to, for you to pray for. That happens all the time. Don't just think I, I'm isolating out people that just give birth. That's a powerful thing. 
Trust me, I don't want anything to do with that. That's why they're mamas and not dads. <laughs> Bailed out a long time ago. I'm t- I'm, but it's just, I just want to honor you this morning. So um, any mamas, and that's what this is about. And, and if there's any kids, teenagers in the room, and, and this is for you. This really hit me when I read this because I usually don't throw this out there a lot. Uh, but when I do, it always hits me at home. And the Bible says, honor your father and mother, right? And it says, honor your father and mother, then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And I think about that. Because for some of us, we go, yeah, we can honor our father and mother. I mean, there's some other, I love it. In other translations, it says, if you want to live a long life, honor your parents. So for the kids, that's in the Bible. Honor your parents if you want to live a long life. But what I'm saying is I started looking at this because my, my biological mom wasn't in my life. Right? I, I think I've seen her four times or five times in my life. And here's the thing. I have to read that verse and go, I have to honor her. That hit me this morning. I have to honor her. Doesn't matter. She gave birth to me. God chose her to be my mom. Whether or not she followed up on one part of that or not doesn't matter. But she gave birth to me. And I have to honor her. Okay? And, and I've tried. And I will continue to try. And, and so how do you do that? Or even if your mom's not, not around anymore. So we have moms in here that their moms aren't around anymore. And guess what? We can honor them with memories. We can honor them with what they've done and just continue to talk about them and honor what they've done in their life. Honor, honor, honor your mom. They're so powerful and so wonderful. You know, and I have a stepmom that came in and filled in roles that, that my biological mom didn't do. Right? So I can honor her too, but I can't leave my biological mom out of that because without her, I wouldn't be here. Right? And that's hard. When there's a, a hurt and there's something missing inside, that's hard to say, I have to. But you know what? We have to obey the Lord. And he says, honor them. Doesn't mean I have to be their best friend and, and, and all that, but I can honor them in memories and honor them in love. And, and that's what we're going to do this morning. So it's a command. It's a blessing. It's the only command that has a blessing attached to it. Think about it. It's the only one that says, if you do this, you'll get this. You want to live a long life? Honor your parents. So, yeah, that hit home. That hit home. So, uh, I'm not going to stop there, though. Because I started thinking about moms, and I started thinking about how to remember them and honor them. And, you know, moms are generous. Moms are giving. Moms will give everything off their back for their children. It's just true. Like I've seen it all the time. I had, I had moms that would give me stuff that I didn't, they, I, I didn't even know them, but I would get hurt as a kid as I'd ramble the streets and, and moms would come out and bandage me up and take care of me. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Like I didn't need to have a mom when I had tons of moms that were always pouring into me. So thank you for doing that because you have touched somebody's kid. You've done something to somebody else's kid. We have tons of opportunities to be moms out there for everything you do. But so I honor you. Um, so yeah, moms are servant leaders, they're prayer warriors, they're, they're game changers. They have something special. They really do. And I thank you for that. That's why they always, you know, dads have this problem because moms steal the dad's sons. That's why we have mama boys. I have a mama boys. <laughs> my, my son loves his mama and will do anything for his mama. I love that. I'm a little jealous once in a while. <laughs> But I love that because there's something about a mom that does that. There's something about a mom that, that you just want to love them even more. That's why, uh, you know, mama jokes get you in trouble. 
I got a whole list of mama jokes. I'm not going to do mama jokes. Mama jokes will get you in trouble really quick. Right? Why? Because people love their moms. Don't mess with my mom. Right? That's what it's all about. Don't mess with my mom. So, but what I've learned, though, is that moms have boundaries. Moms set boundaries. And it looks like that. And uh, if you've never been to uh, uh, a sporting event, moms set boundaries on their kids. And I coached for a long time. And I coached football. And I've seen some moms come unglued <laughs> out of the stands to protect their babies that are wearing pads in a game that they're supposed to get hit. But mamas don't care. They're protective, right? So it doesn't matter. I've seen it in anything we do. I've seen it in Taekwondo. Our daughter played Taekwondo or played it. I guess she participated in it. I don't know what you call it. Competed? Because that's all it was. We'd take her to these huge tournaments and it was a brawl. It was like MMA. Our first big one, I remember going in and, and looking at my daughter who just started and was finally in a sparring moment. And, and she wanted to join this open combat ring where they take all the belts off and you just fight. <laughs> so we we're like, cool. And we watched everybody and they all have these black belts and all these things. And she's got this little green belt. And we're like, take your belt off and hide it, baby. Like I'm sitting here going, come on, this is going to be good. And they call her name up and this girl's jumping around and she looks like she was straight out of one of those video games, man, like Street Fighter. She was like, she's waiting for my daughter. And I'm like, what is going to happen? But I'm going, it's okay. Whatever happens to you, I got your back. And I'm pretty sure my wife wasn't that happy over that moment because I saw feet flying and faces getting kicked and punches being thrown. And I'm like, holy cow. I mean, she got her tail whooped, but not, I mean, she whooped back. But that was her first full on, like, okay, that was awesome. <laughs> so, but as a dad, I wasn't as scared. I wasn't as nervous because I think that's how it is. As a dad, I'm just like, okay, get up. It's a battle. You knew that coming into it, but mamas are a little more, you, you hit my baby. There should be more rules than that. Like, why is that girl allowed to just sit there and punch my baby in the face? Right? It, it's just different. And, uh, <laughs> so I think about this, but moms put up a lot of stuff. They want to protect their kids. They want to take care of their kids. Uh, in doing so, we put up a lot of these barriers in, in life, and we can't remove them sometimes. And like I said, when I first started, this is big when it comes to letting God do what he wants to do, because I believe there's times when our kids don't do what we want them to do. There's times when our kids grow up and make decisions and they start going down paths, and you want to do everything you can to guide them and lead them and do it. And you try to do everything you can, but you can't. Like at some point, you, you, you got to take your hands off the wheel and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, guide them. Lord, lead them. We're supposed to raise up our children in a way that they should go. Right? So at some point, we've got to be confident enough that I've, I've poured into you. I've loved on you. And now I've got to set you free. Right? Moms are like eagles, though. If you ever seen an eagle, an eagle will grab its, grab its little eaglets. I think that's what they call them. We're going to call them an eaglet today. They, they grab these little eaglets, and when something's going to attack them, they actually take them away. So they, they don't let them fight. They, don't let, they will fly down, pick them up, and take them to a place where nobody else can get them. So that's how mamas are, right? You want to pick your babies up and get them out of the battle. 
get them off the battlefield. You want to guide them through everything. And I know I'm getting some head shakes, but I, I'm telling you, it's wrong. You got to mom them, and that's fine. You got to love them, that's fine. But at some point, you got to release them over to the Lord. And the only thing, the only way you're going to be able to do that is for you to actually settle in and trust the Lord. Settle in and trust the Lord with all of your heart. And that's tough. So before I get into any more scriptures, I really felt like I wanted some, some moms to share some testimony about this. Because I think there's some moms in here that you're like, I don't know what to do. And I've been there, but I don't know what to do. So I do have some special moms and, um, that, that have gone through this. And I've watched them now over the years um, kind of just sink in and say, Lord, I need you. And then they have some good results. So I want to invite Miss Pam Bonds. Pam, you want to come on up? Everybody welcome Miss Pam Bonds. She's, back. She's running slides this morning. I hit her with this this morning because this is when God got me with all these things. It was just late last night. And I asked her and she is much obliged to kind of share. So go ahead. How many of y'all in here have a praying mom? Come on. Yeah. Right? That they're the reason why we're here today standing. My mom, I live with my mom. I moved in with her about a year and a half ago. And I talk to her every day on the way going home from work. And when I have a troublesome day, I can tell mom about it. And I love a godly mom who'll say, you know, Pam, I know what we need to do. We need to stop and we need to spend time and pray together. We need to bring it before God. Y'all, I'm, I'm a grandma. But I'm thankful for a mom who continues to remind me, never lets me forget, that I need to take my cares and my concerns to my Heavenly Father. I'm thankful for my mom. And I want to tell you about my son. I have one child. And uh, some of you know him, Cody. Some of you don't. He used to go to church here. And uh, three and a half years ago, he and his family moved back to Texas where my daughter-in-law lives and where her family's at. And so I know what it feels like to um, wonder, Lord, how are they going to do this without me? <laughs> you know, he's always been here. He's my only child, and we've been very close. How's he going to do life without me? How am I going to do life without him? Let's be real. That's what it was. Lord, how am I going to do life without him? How am I going to do life without my grandbabies? And so like DJ said, we give it to God. Y'all, that's been a three-and-a-half-year constant battle, constant reminder, because I want to be that mom that, you know, he needs my help. He needs my advice. He needs my words of wisdom. And, buddy, I'm telling you, my Heavenly Father has had to remind me, get out of the way. Leave him to me. I know what I'm doing. That's why my son and his family are on that cross. Because I pray for my son. I pray for my family. I want them uh, serving God. I want them walking with their heavenly father. God doesn't need me to see them every day to be able to do that work in their lives. Y'all, my son and I, we've had those moments. There's a reason I have gray hair. I tell my son, he put a lot of them there. And they have his name all over them. Uh, but I got to tell you about uh, answered prayer and something God did. Um, I haven't seen my son since August when they were here last. Like I said, they live over near Dallas, Texas. 
and uh, thankful for FaceTime, but I haven't seen them in a while. My son travels in his job, and last Saturday was his birthday. So my mom and I, we FaceTimed him, saying happy birthday to him. And we have a tradition. We sing it really obnoxious and off-key and real loud. And so we did that, and my son laughed and thought that was great. And he even went so far as to... When the rest of the family was up, he called my mom and I back. He FaceTimed back. He said, please do that again. So we got to do it again, and I knew that that youngin was recording it and uh, taking pictures of us, and that was not nice, but whatever. Uh, so we had, we had great fun, and I asked him. I said, are you traveling this week, or are you working from home? No, Mom, I'm working from home. Okay. He, he lets me know his itinerary, so I kind of know where he's at. So Sunday, I had a full day last Sunday, and I knew I had a meeting after church with the production team, praise team, and so I was over there in the annex, and we were still there. It was about 2.20. The back door opens, and in walks my son with a dozen red roses. Y'all, I was blown away. I was blown away. You have to understand my son's 36 years old. And like I said, I have gray hair for a reason. We've had our moments. We've had our moments. It hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been good. I've had to put up those boundaries. I've had to hang up in the middle of phone conversations. I've had to remind him what those boundaries are and who I am as his mom. It hasn't always been easy. But yet God let him come and surprise me. And he told me, he said, happy early uh, uh, Mother's Day, Mom. And just honored me in that way. I was blown away. And he uh, brought me some gifts and he took me to dinner. And then he went back to Atlanta. He was actually working in Atlanta. He said, Mom, I told a little bitty fib. I'm working in Atlanta this week. He said, and I took the earliest flight out from Dallas to Atlanta so I could rent a car and come here. He said, Nan, that's my mother. He said, Nan knew I was coming. And he said, she told me you were here at the church, so I came here. Y'all, I'm telling you, there's been times that I've wanted to say, Lord, I'm done. You ever been hurt that bad? That you just want to say, Lord, I'm done. If so, I get you. I've been there. But I'm constantly reminded I have a very godly friend who constantly reminds me, you're fighting for your family. You're fighting for your kids. Keep praying. Keep believing. Nothing is impossible for our God. I don't know where y'all are. I don't know the struggles you may have. But I'm telling you, from a mom who has struggled, I'm still praying. I'm still believing. Y'all, I'm going to read you a scripture. What I call my life verse, it's in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I draw courage from that. I draw strength from that. My heavenly father knows. So as moms, we have such an important role. Keep loving. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep trusting that your heavenly father, he trusted you with that child. And he knows what's going to happen, but he will have the strength and the grace to see you through every step you take. Keep trusting him. Come on.
Ah, man, Pam. That's good stuff, y'all. You didn't know Pam. She's been here for, you know, a long time, and she used to sit, like, right in the back and never talk. <laughs> How powerful, though. Come on. So, so, so good. I, there were times, look, I can speak to that because there's times she comes in on Monday night, and she just sits over there. And I know who she's praying for pretty much the whole time. But she doesn't stop. She just comes in and says, man, we're going to pray. And I said, put it on the cross so we can all pray. And we just do it together. That's part of this. It's, it's trusting fully in the Lord. It's praying for, for your kids. It's worshiping the Lord. It's, it's praising the Lord. It's trusting him with everything. And there'll be peace in that. And there'll be comfort in that. You, you, you don't have to have your hands all over it. Would you like to share? Come on. We've got to ask Miss Becky to come on up. I can so relate to what Pam was saying. <laughs> Even that scripture that she, um, that she read, to not lean on our own understanding. There's so many times I didn't understand. And, um, the, and there's scripture in the Bible that says that children are a heritage and a blessing from the Lord. And I didn't really, I mean, I understood that. I totally did when they were little kids. And then they got to be teenagers. I'm like... <laughs> Really, Lord? <laughs> but um, but, but it's, it's true. And um, when, when they were little, they were such little you know, angels, and they were obedient. And, and I had friends that had teenagers, and they were always talking about the troubles with their teenagers. And I'm, I'm like, no, nah, you guys don't, don't know. And, and then when my kids became teenagers, I, understand, <laughs> I understood what they were talking about <laughs> firsthand. Um, but then they grew up, and they got older, and they got... Um, on their own, things got really tough and really, really rough. And like Pam, I didn't under—I—I I didn't know what to do. A lot of times, I didn't understand what to do. Um, okay, but um, I just continue to pray for them. I have three kids, and they're all individual. They're all different. They've got, and I pray for them on a similar basis, like their salvation, their protection, for them to come to God. And then they have individual needs, individual prayers, and I pray different ones for them. Um, but the main thing was, is for their salvation. Um, and I, I've been through some gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching times. Let me get comfortable. Um, <laughs> there are times I didn't know what to do. But I would pray, and I would pray, and that's the only thing I knew to do was just pray because they, they weren't living in, in the house. I mean, sometimes they were, um, but the times they weren't living in the house, it was, it was just really hard to know what to pray. And I remember all times I would be cutting grass and just praying in the Spirit, praying in my prayer language, and just saying their names. And then I'd pray in the Spirit and say, I did that for the whole time I was cutting grass. And... Um, that's the what, only thing I know how to do. And I said some specific prayers, but what I thought God, how God should handle it. Um, <laughs> and he did answer my prayers. He really did, but it wasn't exactly the way that I thought. It was like a totally different way. Like, what? that's not what I prayed. That's not the way I thought that he would answer it. But he did. A lot of times he just had to go along along. A, that way to do it and I wanted it like this I'm like this is how it should be done just like this and it was not and it's it's still not in some 
capacities, but it was not. But um, but when he did answer him, it was right on. It was he let me know that he never um, that he hears. And I want all of your moms, you moms, to know too that God hears. He hears your cries. He hears your prayers for your children. So, and I want to say, don't give up. Don't do not give up. There were times in the middle of the night when I didn't know um, where they were, like at least one of them, I didn't know where, and, and, and <laughs> what he was doing, but I prayed and prayed, and, and I couldn't sleep. I would, I would just hold on to it, and you know, my husband was like, he's like sound asleep, and I'm like, how could you sleep? <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Just, uh, just praying and praying and praying, and there, were, there was a couple of times well, probably more than once, um, didn't know what to pray for. When, um, again, one of them was um, facing court um, a few times in, in the court. But um, <laughs> I'm like, God, what do I pray? What do I pray? And he would give me each time a word to pray, just like one word. I'm like, okay. And I'll hang on to that and hang on to that. Um, another time... He woke me up in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep. He had a court date the next morning and I couldn't sleep. And he woke me up and there was this, and I know it was almost audible. It was so, so, so strong. He just woke me up with some words. And it kind of comforted me. So I went back to sleep. And the next day I got a phone call from him, from my child. And he said, you know what the judge said? And it was exactly what... I got woken up. <laughs> the same exact, I was blown away. I'm like, so that really was God. Um, another time, I really heard it audibly. There were a couple of times where I heard God's voice audibly and knew it was his because um, I, didn't, I didn't know what to pray. And I'm like, okay, well now, now what word? <laughs> now, and then I was by myself in the house. Nobody was in there. And I heard this word. And it almost shocked me. It blew me away. I, I even I looked around and I said, "God, was that you? Was that really you?" Because I heard it audibly, and so I prayed that. And He comforted me, knowing that 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 was the word I was supposed to pray for, and it worked out. Um, and I've seen God do miraculous things in my kids. And uh, I'm going to say, you know, Aaron was one of them, and he's here now. He was the one of them. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And I, when I was at my wit's end, I, would, I, just, I just prayed everything I knew how to pray. And I just gave up. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I just said, help. I said, help. That was a desperation. You've got to help. You just got to take, you got to help. And it was not long after that, things got, in my eyes, really worse. But he had to go through it. He had to go through it to, to deliver him. And, um, and then he came here. And now he's, he's on the drums, and now, you know, he's really beyond what my, my thinking, beyond my prayer. And he was a missionary. Like, he, now he's traveling to, you know, getting ready to go to, um, to Africa. <laughs> he, um, he went to Mexico, and that's beyond my prayers. That's beyond. And this is tip of the iceberg. There's way more underneath that I can't see. Um, and he's done things in my other kids. Um, praying for, for the Holy Spirit to draw them, to, to draw them to him the way he knows best. Sometimes we don't know how to do it, but God knows exactly what or who, you know, he can use to do that. And he knows exactly how to get them. Uh, and I've seen, I've seen my other son come to the Lord and it was, it was pretty, um, 
not quick, but I guess kind of quick. I knew what I was praying for him specifically, and it has happened. I'm praying for my daughter, um, and I pray for protection for all of them. But I have seen him do some wonderful things in my kid's life because I didn't give up. And no matter how hard it looks, don't give up praying for them. God knows. God sees. God hears your prayers for, the, for your children. And they are a blessing and they are a heritage. Um, you know, and coming to the Lord, that I always thought um, my one, if I was on my deathbed, my one wish would be for my kids to, to know the Lord. That would be the, my biggest prayer. And, um, and I know that he started that. And he's going to finish it. Um, so he knows what your kids need better than we do. But he also, he hears our prayers. And that's what kept me um, through all those, those horrible, gut-wrenching times where it, was, it, was, it just seemed impossible. So many tears. So much pain seeing my kids in pain, seeing them hurting. But, um, but he's come through. And when I... During worship, sometimes I just love to watch Aaron on the drums just to see where he's at now because I know where he was not that long ago, and it's such night and day. And the the way that he's answered my prayers again, they weren't always exactly the way I wanted it, but but he has. And um, oh, and and if your kids, if your kids once knew the Lord, they once knew Jesus, but they're they've gone away, pray them back pray him back and speak to the enemy that he cannot have your kids. They, they were bought by the blood of Jesus. They're his. They're not, they're not the devils. They're his. And you speak to the enemy. They can't touch him. Um, and if they, if they've never known Jesus, pray him, pray him, pray him in that the Holy Spirit will touch their hearts and draw them. You continue to pray that the Holy Spirit will draw them. And he knows exactly how that will happen. So uh, don't give up. And Aaron was on that, and my kids were on that cross, too. <laughs> Put them up there, right? Come on. Come on. Thank you, Becky. Come on, wasn't that good, y'all? I'm telling you. I can't speak to this. <laughs> I pray for my kids, but I don't know what it's like to be a mama praying for kids. Um, but it's so powerful that we have, we have mamas in this place that, that just love their kids, and they, they pray for them. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a little scripture and we're going to close out. Because I just think that's what God wanted you to hear this morning. But I mean, there's confirmation even in this because uh, Jim Paul went in Isaiah and the Lord took me right to Isaiah last night. And he said, let's go to Isaiah 40. Um, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Isaiah is talking to God's people. And he's telling them how powerful God is. Telling them everything he can do. Letting them know that that's where their strength comes from. So I'm going to pick it up in verse 28. And it says, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary, his understanding is unsearchable. So our God, the everlasting God, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. He has all the strength in the world to help us in any way, shape, or form that, that we see fit. And then in, in 29, it says, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. And he doesn't mean like this is not a physical week. This is a, he gives power to those that say, guess what? I can't do it on my own. 
When you finally get to that point in life where you say, I can't do it on my own, Lord, that means you are submitting to that. You're weak, you're spiritually, you're like, I can't do it. So he comes in and he says, I'm gonna give power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases your strength. So man, when you're tired, when you're weary, when you're looking at your kids and you're trying to think, man, how can, I, how can this get any better? You surrender to him. You just, you just bow down to him and you say, Lord, I can't do it. And I'm taking my hands off and I'm just surrender it to you. And he will come in and he will give you that strength. It says in verse 30, it says, even, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. See, these youth, young men, these are people that, that man, they feel like they can do it all on their own. They have so much energy, so much power, so much strength. And, and what he says is they, they too, because they're trying to do it on their own, they too will faint and be weary and the young men shall fall because they're trying to do it on their own. That's what, that's what this verse is trying to bring about, that when you think you can do it on your own, you're not going to be able to do it. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Hmm. So as a mom, I want to go back into this and I'm going to finish it up at the end. And, and you've done everything to raise your child in the way they should go. And you need to trust the Lord at that point and pray for him and pray for him and pray for him and not be worried about it and not live in fear and worry and anxiety because of what's going on in their life. You just let them have it. You just let the Lord have it. And when you do that, this is where he says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. How do we wait on the Lord? The idea behind waiting on the Lord isn't to sit just doing nothing. Waiting on the Lord means we sit and we're in prayer and we're praising and we're worshiping him and we're reading the Bible. We're waiting on him, but we're doing it knowing that he's gonna show up. It's not just sitting there going, well, you'll do what you wanna do whenever you wanna do it. It is seeking him with all of your heart. It's praying with all of your heart. It's it's praising with all of your heart. It's being in thanksgiving for what he's done for you, that he's actually given you what you have. That's how you wait on the Lord. It's not passive sitting around doing nothing. And when you do that, it says they shall mount up like wings, like eagles. And this is a measure of strength. There's a strength in an eagle. And I was digging last night and found some writings from Billy Graham. And he said, the eagle is the only bird that can lock its wings and wait for the right wind. He waits for an updraft, then soars. So as we wait on God, he will help us use the adversities and strong winds to benefit us. The eagle will lock its wings. And when the storm comes, it soars. So as a mama, as even as, look, and this goes out to everybody in here, because this isn't just mamas. Because there, there's some dads in here. There's some people you, that, that go, I need that strength too. Look, when you surrender to him and you wait on him, he will lock you in like an eagle. Your wings will lock. And when the storms come in, you will start soaring. Why? Because you put your faith in him. You put your trust in him. You allow him to do what only he can do. Not you try to do what you can do. And when you do that, then they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And that's kind of backwards when you look at that because usually we walk and then run and all these other things, but that scripture makes it sound a little different. All right, when you read that scripture, it says, 
You shall mount up with wings like eagles. So you're going to soar first. Then you're going to run and not be weary. And then you're going to walk and not be faint. It's kind of backwards in my mind. I would think you would start the other way. But he doesn't. He tells you you can soar first. And when I talk about that, he says that, that when we recognize that we soar up in the heavenly places like, and be with him, and, and there's scripture with this, so he takes us with him. And in Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, I'm not sure if I gave you guys that. This is just some reference. But uh, it says, but God is so rich in mercy that he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So we soared. He raised us up with Christ. Raised us up with him. And then we set ourselves on course to run the race. See, so he sets us to go run the race. This is where the running comes in. So we're soaring and now we're running. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Once we soar, now we can run. And then we finish it with a walk. And we're in a good place to walk the walk. That gets us in a good place. And in Colossians 2, 6 through 7, it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down deep into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. That allows you to walk this out every step of the way. So he says, when you trust in me, you wait on me, you're going to soar, and then you're going to run, right? And then we're going to walk. And he can do all that. But he can only do it when we get rid of the boundaries that we put in the sand. He can only do it when we say, Lord, enough of me telling you how I want it done. It's time for you to take control and do it the way you want to do it. That's the key to this. That's the key to surrendering to him. So man, how do you do that? How do you wait? Once again, you pray, you worship, you praise, you read your Bible. And with all that comes a thanksgiving and you have peace in your heart. That's it. That's all we have to do. And I'm not going to take much more of your time. Says I just, I really just, I think that was what God wanted to talk to us about this morning. I think some mamas needed to speak about their faith and about what prayer's done in their life. And they both mentioned the, the cross and everything like that. Putting your prayer. We have a prayer cross over here that's phenomenal. We come in every single Monday and we pray over everything up there. So if you put a prayer up on that cross, we pray for it. It's being prayed over by our prayer warriors. It's being prayed over by this church family. And it's absolutely, absolutely amazing. So I just wanted you to know that. Because there's power in that. There's power in prayer. And I thank each one of these moms that came up to share this morning. I thank you. There's a lot of stories in this room. There's a lot of stories in this room. And I've walked some stories out with some people in this room. And I've seen things happen. God is good. He is faithful. Okay, we just got to learn to rest in him. Wait on him. Right? But never give up. I love it. I love it when you said never give up. Just keep going. It's in his timing, not ours. It's in his timing, not ours. So, Father, you see the hearts in this room. You see the moms in this room, Lord. 
You see the dads in this room. You know what's stirring in our minds, on our hearts, even with our kids, Lord, and in people we know? Father, you feel the hearts right now that are, that, are, that are mourning because of a loss of a mom. So Father, I know you can touch that this morning too. Father, how do we do that? We honor them, we remember them, we thank them. Lord, we, we know you can do this. So Father, touch the hearts in this room. We, we, we pray right now for healing in this room. We pray for freedom in this room, Lord. Father, we, we, we ask right now, Lord, that you, you, man, you get rid of all the boundaries, Lord. You remove all the boundaries in here. Man, Father, we just surrender this all to you. Father, I ask you to touch each heart in this room. Move in this place. Let everyone in here know how much you love them. How much you love their kids. So, Father, we love you. And we thank you for everything you're doing, everything you're going to do. Father, we pray right now that you, you use us this, this week, Lord, as we go out, as we're, as we're moving in the community, Lord. Father, put people in front of us that, that, that we can pour into, Father, that we can be a good example to. Just bring your comfort and peace over this house. Father, we love you. And we thank you for this Mother's Day. We thank you for all these moms. We thank you for their hearts, the heart of a mother. And we worship you today. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, y'all. You can get your hands together. We will have prayer partners at the cross. If you need prayer this morning, as we get up to leave, we'll have prayer partners. Please do not leave. If you need prayer, come get prayer. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you again next week. It's Student Sunday next week. So please come, not Student Sunday, it's Senior Sunday. So we're gonna honor the high school seniors. So come on out next week. And if you have a high school senior, don't forget to register them. Love you guys. Be blessed.